Welcome to London and Newcastle podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing the creative impetus behind my academic blog and why I'm starting this podcast. And I'm also going to give you a brief introduction into what is planned for the rest of the season. I decided to start my academic blog um, just as a place to discuss some of the things that I've been researching, that I've been looking at. I am also um, finishing my, I'm about to finish my undergraduate. I'll be graduating in October and I'm going to be taking a year off to be at home with my two babies. So it's also a place just for me to be able to keep uh, my mind active and sort of stay within the academic realm. Um, Yeah, sorry, I decided to start the podcast um, for that reason. I also just want to be able to speak to other people who are interested in similar things and even interested in different things. Um, It is going to be hopefully mostly academic and sort of revolving around uh, subjects like that. But I do also want to... um, include people from other sectors and see where there are some overlaps that could be interesting. And um, in the first sort of mini season, um, I'm going to be doing looking at tests because I have to take the GRE, which is a standardized test, um, to, to be able to apply for uh, postgraduate studies in the States. And so I thought that it would be interesting um, to maybe chat about that a little bit and then um, after that we'll see maybe have a few things planned but obviously it depends on the guests and if people will be able to um, come in and chat to me about their experiences. So I'm hoping then to also look at postgraduate studies. I'm going to chat to a friend of mine who is doing a PhD and we're going to look at, we're going to talk about some some um, few tips let's say for postgraduate research and also knowing how um if it's for you so you know it's a big decision to go into a PhD it's definitely not for everybody and I know that um speaking to my own professors about this I know that one of their biggest concerns when they are looking for um, prospective students is that you will be able to stick it out because obviously you're looking at four, five, sometimes six years of study um, that they're investing into you. If you're getting funding, then there's external money going into that as well. So it's a big, it's a big decision. Uh, it's a big decision for the university that you're applying to and it's a big decision personally because it also requires sacrifices. If you are having to fund your PhD yourself, then of course, um, a big financial sacrifice as well not only personal and you know time that goes into it so that's a big decision so I thought it would be interesting to chat to someone who's in the process of getting their PhD and then I would also like to look at funding as well um, if I can chat to different people about their experiences funding their own studies um, 
you know, how that looks, student loans, scholarships, all of those things. Now, I haven't actually got guests for all of those yet, but I am looking. And so if you're listening and you're interested and that is you, then please um, let me know. I would love to have you on uh, the London and Newcastle podcast. So why did I call it London and Newcastle? Um, It's the name of a grocery store that is actually mentioned in um, Ulysses by James Joyce. Um, And it was here, it was a big supermarket chain in Waterford where I did my undergraduate. And so I thought that it would be appropriate to give that name to my um, academic blog and podcast. I like the sound of it, of course, but um, I think that obviously Ireland and... um, Studying here in Waterford has been a really big part of my academic journey. So I wanted to nod to that in some way. And um, so that's why it's called the London and Newcastle podcast and obviously the academic blog as well. The topics on the blog are mostly pertaining to, at least so far, mostly pertaining to my studies in English literature. I would like to branch out into some of the other things that I've studied or that I am studying. Um, I did a bit of philosophy and religious studies in my undergrad and I was really interested in both of those areas. I would like to expand out into those areas as well. At the moment, it's just time. Uh, I mentioned it in the beginning of the episode that I'm at home with my two babies, so time is very limited and um, I have to kind of post when I can, evenings, um, weekends, but obviously I'm starting to, um, you know, get ready to um, do my application, so there's a lot of work that goes into that as well. So really it's just time limitations, but I think that's the same for anybody who is working or studying and and doing things outside of that as well. Um, I would actually like to chat to some people about working full-time while they study and to some mums who have studied as well. So if that is something that you're interested in, let me know, because that is something that I would like to look into. I think that, um, you know, the world is definitely changing and the path to getting into studies is not as straightforward maybe as it used to be. For me, it certainly, that was the case. I only started studying again when I was a, I think I was 26 or 27, <clears throat> I can't remember now, um, 26, and um, that was, it was quite tough to go back to be, you know, the old, one of the oldest in a group of very young high school graduates, and I did feel often quite displaced and, you know, uh, even uncomfortable, but it was so important to me to go back to study, and I know that is the case for a lot of people. Um, just in my course, there were a number of people that came back to study as mature students. So I would like to maybe look into that as well. I think that it's really interesting to speak to people who have had very different experiences and you know are coming from different places and different walks of life. an important topic of study uh, amongst you know intellectuals uh, as to why the canon was so um, dominated by certain groups. And it is interesting to see how things are changing and how 
different people are accessing uh, a realm, let's call it, that used to be very much for the um, privileged. Whereas it's becoming more accessible. Having said that, um, funding isn't easy, which is why, as I said, uh, it's something that I would like to look into. And I think that does actually impact people negatively, where it, it doesn't mean to. Um, and it, it, it sort of keeps it in this elite uh, you know, realm where it, it remains a privilege for a small few. Um, and I'm hoping, I, I think that's changing, and I'm hoping that it continues to change. I think that studying should be available for anyone who would love or would like to access it. It shouldn't just be a privilege. I think education is really a basic um, right that everyone should have access to. That doesn't mean that it is for everyone. Some people choose not to, you know, go into third-level studies. Um, <clears throat> but I do believe that those people who would like to should have the opportunity to do so. And um, so, as I was saying, I think that it would be really interesting to chat to some of the people who have been through, um, or maybe whose who's paths to get to where they are now haven't been exactly linear, so not necessarily even age. Um, you know, some people have had to work really hard and have had to um, finance their own studies, which is one thing in Europe. It's a different thing in countries where um, the fees are far more expensive. And I say Europe, but actually... The UK is, is incredibly expensive as well, and people incur a massive amount of debt to study. So I think it'll be interesting to look at that. Now, as I'm speaking, I've just been thinking of some books that I've seen that have come out um, recently. The Privileged Poor is one that pops to mind, um, as is um, Debt-Free Degree. Those are two really interesting books that have come out that now I haven't had a chance to um, read but I think that if I can I will um, look into those books and maybe do a book review or um, chat to people who have read them and who have a similar experience anything like that um, because I think that I think it's really important and I wrote on my about page of my blog that the reason that I'm doing all of this it may seem quite niche but in fact, when I was doing my own undergraduate research for my thesis, I found academic blogs to be extremely helpful and important in my research. And not always, um, I wasn't always able to cite them, maybe because they were uh, not as reliable or didn't have um, any, there was no way to cite them. Maybe the author's name wasn't there or something like that. Um, but I know that reliable academic blogs ended up in my um, reference list and I spoke to my professor about it and she agreed that in the climate, the technological climate that we're in, it's important for the academic world to stay up to date with what's happening outside and so I think that reliable, well-written, well-researched academic blogs are important and I think that it may be a niche sector, but I think that there are a lot of people who are interested. Um, I guess we'll find out because obviously we'll see, I'll see, you know, in terms of how many people are listening to my podcast. But it's not even about numbers for me. It's really just about a passion that I have. Um, and 
it's something that I love and that I would love to encourage other people to do or to think about even, you know, and um, even if it helps them decide, you know, if we have a discussion about PhD and postgraduate research and someone listens to it and says, okay, maybe I'm not ready right now, I'll come back, that's also good. I think that, um, as I was saying, it's a big decision. So uh, I would just love to sort of look into all these topics that are pertinent to studying um, the difficulties, challenges faced by some people, um, also obviously the positive things, and then I would also like to, of course, get into some sort of specific stuff, uh, particularly in literary criticism, um, but I'm, that will probably come in season two, because I just need some time to get, put some people together, um, prepare the interviews, as I said, I do all of this in either nap time or evenings or weekends so I need to just sort of plan around that as well so it will take a little bit of planning but I would love to sort of get into some nitty-gritty um my primary passion I would say is literary criticism so I'm hoping to sort of dig in to, to some topics some interesting topics there I know my undergrad research project um was something that I sort of just dipped into and I would love to expand on that so I'm hoping to do all of that. <laughs> it's um, it's very exciting for me. Um, it's also a little bit daunting because it's something that I haven't done before. I don't even really know how to upload to iTunes or, um, you know, uh, so podcasts or any of those things. I don't even know what the other platforms are. Um, so I need to do. It's it's. I would say it's a steep learning curve, and I've I've got a lot to do. I've got a lot on my plate as well. Um, so for now, I'm just going to post it as a post on my blog, and then as soon as I can, I will figure out how to put it onto those platforms. Um, but I hope that if you are listening, that you will enjoy this podcast. Um, please let me know. You can contact me via the London and Newcastle contact page. Please let me know if there's something that you're interested in that you'd like to listen to, um, or if you want to be interviewed, that would be great as well. So thank you for listening and we'll see you again next time. Bye.